0: On today's technical podcast, we're going to take a little bit of a fly through Australia and how brick use varies throughout our nation. And to help me with this, I'd like to welcome Jack
1: our technical lead in engineering at ThinkBrick Australia. Thanks, Elizabeth. Excited to be here. Excited to be going along this spoken journey across Australia.
0: So, look, let's maybe start where we're at, on the east coast in New South Wales. What do we normally see with regards to brick in New South Wales and its use?
1: Definitely. So, we see a bit of a mixture in New South Wales and a bit of a sort of play around with the different walling systems we have. So, I think it's important to start by sort of going over the main brick walling systems we might have and that we might actually see that's a good idea. Yep, yep,
0: that's a good idea. So
1: we've, we've got our brick veneer homes and essentially if anyone's been listening to episodes of our podcast, they would know that these are a system with a single leaf of masonry as well as a structural stud frame um, that actually supports the structure. Um, and that's really popular here in New South Wales. We also have cavity brick systems, which are two leaves of masonry that will actually both act in tandem to support a structure. On the flip side of this, we have reverse brick veneer, which, as the name suggests, is an opposite of your brick veneer system. It's an
0: interesting system, Jack. I mean, I sort of think, why would you put not a more durable walling material on the outside but you can get that nice feature wall on the inside of your house.
1: Absolutely it's an interesting one and I think we'll we'll touch on it a little bit um, when we go on our trip around Australia but it's definitely seen a resurgence in popularity and then of course we have our sort of classic brick walling system the traditional single leaf of brickwork which is generally more popular When we're using it for landscaping applications and and outside but it has been seen before with some builds in some states around australia so you mentioned we're in new south wales here Mm -hmm. while we're recording this podcast and that's probably where we'd start And as I mentioned before, brick veneer, incredibly popular here in New South Wales. It's been popular for the last hundred or so years, if not more. I mean, we see that a little bit in our Federation style homes, but I think a lot of that's also owed to the thermal mass of bricks and and how that sort of fits into why it's specified in New South Wales. And to sort of bring that back into our journey across Australia, we then might actually go to Victoria. I think that's probably a good place to sort of
0: that's a good place to, to travel on down to. But I think before we do, one thing that I want to mention around the sort of single leaf cavity is normally on the East Coast, there's a real impatience around getting things done. So typically, the tolerance for people building a house in New South Wales or getting renovations is much less than in other states. And one of the reasons that brick veneer became popular was that it was obviously faster to construct and particularly with some of the shortages we've had over the years of bricklayers. I think that's what really sort of put these two factors together to give us the result of the popularity of brick veneer that we do have.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think knowing that you can put up the structure so quickly by having that structural frame and the bricks just makes for a more efficient build. And we're seeing the rate at which houses are being built, particularly in our eastern states, it, mm. it makes sense. It does. And and that the same relationship, I think, can be held for Melbourne and for mm. Victoria as well. I mean, we obviously have a similar sort of mindset where we're trying to put these builds up really quickly and we we have that impatience but the other thing to think about in melbourne when we're looking at the characteristics of bricks are their thermal mass Obviously, Victoria is further south than us in New South Wales. It's a little bit colder. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit colder, which is why, again, bricks are an excellent choice for that environment because you get that thermal mass, but you also get that efficiency of having the brick veneer and having that that frame that you can put up really quickly. And, and look, if we're looking at New South Wales and Victoria as a combination, I think you can say that we also have, where we're quite blessed in these two states, um, historically, we have a lot of forestry coverage compared to the rest of the nation and that makes sourcing the timber which we commonly use for these frames for these brick homes a lot easier to actually deliver to site and I think as we go around the country we'll sort of see that change and and how that influences which systems we might actually use for our homes.
0: Also I think there's probably a little bit of an imbalance and brick is very popular in Victoria and I think I just know from some of the architectural interviews that we've conducted on the Think Brick podcast just around the cultural influence of merchant builders really early on that used this brick and used it in an exposed way. And I think that, that we've seen that impact sort of remain in Victoria. And I think that's why, even though there's a heavy use of brick veneer there, you've also got quite a, a, a density, pardon the pun, of brick.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And look, we still see, I think every single year in our awards, we see some great projects continually coming out of Victoria. Always. And, yeah, and t- continuing the tradition, I would say. Love it.
0: So we're going to go from cold now to really, really hot. What happens in Queensland?
1: Yes, it's really, really funny you mentioned that, Elizabeth. We were just talking about the the merchant builders of Victoria and the traditional popularity of bricks. In Queensland, I think it's a bit of a different story, isn't it? It is very different. We've definitely got a bit more of that Queenslander vibe and I think the minute I say that word, Queenslander, there's definitely an image that pops up into everyone's head of that sort of white weatherboard home up on its sort of stilts. Stilt.
0: And I think the stilts were there really to allow that sort of air to th- flow through, deal with the humidity and the changing seasons, and just a huge part of of Queensland and in particular, I think Southeast Queensland as well, the way of life.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's really reflective of the, the culture, but also the climate, as you mentioned as mm-hmm. well. But just recently, I would say, we've seen a bit of a, a return of brick or, you know, a, a new sort of style of homes in Queensland with brick, which is really exciting to see. And we've
0: seen the rise of the breeze block, which is another masonry product, but that has also been very, very popular. And I think we've also seen Queensland probably follow down an architectural path of a little bit of Palm Springs, sort of drawing on that inspiration in terms of how they're using brick, a lot of white brick in Queensland.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's a lot of, you know, trying to bring that sort of cross between the Queensland aesthetic and maybe some more of the traditional styles you might have seen in New South Wales and Victoria historically. So it's a really interesting place for brick. It's a really nice hybrid ground. But I think, as you mentioned, we're seeing a lot of different and quick developments in Queensland for brick homes. Mm.
0: So before we go to Western Australia, we never want to forget about our friends down in South Australia. What interesting things have they been up to with brick down there?
1: Well, Elizabeth, we were talking about reverse brick veneer before Mm -hmm. and talking about the resurgence of its popularity in Australia and I think South Australia is a great example of where we've seen reverse brick veneer actually really pick up in its specification for Australian homes. Mm.
0: And it's curious, isn't it, from our state of the or the city Adelaide of the churches and so much sandstone around there, but we've seen this reverse brick veneer become very popular.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, again, we're talking climate and I think reverse brick veneer for that really hot, dry, harsh Adelaide summers that they get just about every single year. Mm -hmm. Reverse brick veneer is an excellent walling system from an energy efficiency perspective because you get not only the thermal benefits of brick, but the order in which you get your framing system from the outside to the inside means that essentially your inner leaf of brickwork is acting as that stopgap between letting the heat into your home, which means that even in those really, really hot days in summer, you're still going to have that beautiful 22 degrees in your living room where you can sit down and relax.
0: So talking about extreme temperatures, we do end up in Western Australia, and there's a lot of factors here that have really contributed to why I refer to it as our brick heartland. Can you talk me through some of them?
1: Yes, definitely, Elizabeth. So in Western Australia, what we see is we see, as you mentioned, the heartland of brick. We see double brick or our cavity brick systems that I mentioned before. And there is a lot of reasons why we've seen this sort of trend continue. It hasn't really died off in Western Australia, even as we see brick veneer pop up and become more popular in our eastern states.
0: West Australians just love their brick. And I think, you know, it's the only state when you think of construction, whereby not it's not only double cavity brick, but internal walls are also brick. And that means that when you're building a house, the brick really do get to set the whole frame of the house, which is very, very different to what happens in other areas of Australia. But you were going to go on about why they love their cavity brick.
1: Yes, definitely, Elizabeth. I mean, as, as we said before, it's you know Western Australia is Australia's largest state and and, you know, we've got a couple of different climate factors that we need to consider when we're talking about why cavity brick is so popular. The first one I would mention is obviously the heat. Western Australia is, again, another one of Australia's hottest and driest states, meaning that they really need to use materials that have those inherent energy efficiency and thermal benefits. And as we've mentioned continually on this podcast, BRIC has all of those characteristics and it allows homes to retain that comfortable temperature throughout all seasons. The other factor that's really worth considering as well is we mentioned the availability of timber and availability of getting it to site to actually assist in the speed of the construction of our builds. Now in Western Australia, that timber shortage hasn't always been as available and easy to transport to site, meaning that there has been more of a reliance on using bricks as a sole building material for homes.
0: You know, Jack, as someone that has actually been in Perth on Christmas Day where it hits 45 degrees, I can't tell you how much that thermal mass really impacts how comfortable you are. I think the other thing that I want to mention, because we've talked about culture in other states, and it is really important in Western Australia, a lot of um, immigrants came to Western Australia from both the UK and also South Africa and in both those states there's a really strong affinity for brick and how things are built and I think that's also really contributed to that durability or or the longevity of brick in Western Australia. But there's another consideration that not a lot of people know about.
1: Yes. And that one would be earthquakes, Elizabeth. Yes. Um, Some of our listeners might not be aware, but when we're obviously designing our homes, we need to take into account natural disasters and, and how that might affect how our home functions. Earthquakes are one of those considerations. And most people in Australia, we're very lucky here, we're in the middle of a tectonic plate. We don't get a lot of earthquake activity. However, there actually is a little bit of a hotspot in Western Australia. And what this means is there needs to be some considerations made for homes being built in that area. Historically, what's actually been found and what's potentially contributed to the popularity of cavity brick systems is that early brick veneer homes that were being built in Western Australia were actually using nails in the actual stud frames supporting the home. And what was... And what they found was that the nails were actually being pulled out of the stud frames during some of those actual earthquake actions slowly over time. And so what ended up happening was there became more of a stigma around having a brick veneer home in Western Australia, which has led to more and more people adopting that cavity brick system. Nowadays, we would use screws and we use other methods of fastening with Mm -hmm. our brick veneer homes that make them a lot safer, even in earthquake scenarios. Mm -hmm. However, I think that sort of historic scenario of what's been happening between veneer homes and cavity brick homes in Western Australia has actually remained. And I think that's why or part of the reason why there is still such a popularity and such a reliance on having cavity brick homes in that state.
0: Now, there's one other thing that the West Australians do differently than in any other state, and that's with how they manufacture the bricks. Can you elaborate on that for us?
1: Yes, Elizabeth. So we were talking a little bit about how we want to be efficient with how we're building things, and particularly in the eastern states here, we mentioned that we're quite impatient. And that's why we use brick veneer systems um, a little bit more so than cavity brick systems. Obviously, in Western Australia, we just mentioned cavity brick is very popular, So what we need to think about is how can we make that building process more efficient? And what some manufacturers have done in Western Australia is they've actually started manufacturing double height bricks. Which is exactly how it is described. Exactly. They are bricks that are double the height, meaning that when you're building a house out of these bricks, you only need half the bricks. And it
0: it takes possibly less time, although I don't want to be held to account over that. So, Jack, just to see whether we've covered a few things today and I know that we're both really fortunate in the sense that we've been able to look at bricks all around Australia. I know our listeners would be extremely envious. But what we've really covered is, I guess, the popularity of brick veneer on the eastern coast, which has mainly been driven by the desire for fast construction and the availability of labour and bricklayers around. We've looked at the importance of thermal mass in Victoria, and then looking at sort of how that's been interpreted a little bit differently in South Australia. We've travelled up to Queensland to see the impact there of culturally the Queenslander, but the emergence now of masonry in Queensland as um, a versatile material, taking some inspiration from Palm Springs, and we've finished with obviously the heartland of brick in Australia, which is Western Australia, and all the different factors that go into why that has maintained its popularity over the years. Jack, thank you.
1: That's all right, Elizabeth, and I think... Just to add to that, I think it just shows the versatility of bricks in a country with so many climates and with so many climate zones. I think no matter what you're looking to do, bricks can get the job done.
0: Wherever you are in
1: Australia, think brick. Absolutely.
0: If you have enjoyed this podcast, please follow, rate, and review our podcast. We are always looking for new ways to think brick. If you have an idea of what you'd like to hear about, There's a link in our show notes
1: to let us know.